0: You need, indeed.
1: How how would you evaluate your season? Uh, I think we ain't done yet. You, you personally? I think we ain't done yet.
2: another episode of the Budding Heads Podcast on Talk Radio, proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Steve Ribeiro, as always, here with Johnny Gomez. Uh, we should be being joined here in a little bit by our guest, uh, Kev Masaregen of Roto Baller in the Operating Room Podcast. It talks about NFL Draft. But, Johnny, we we didn't pod last week. We took a much-needed week off. How you doing, man? It's been an uh, uneventful week. In the Rams world, but uh, hey, at least the Lakers season's over.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yes, so very uneventful, really, month. Uh, Other than, you know, the signing of Bobby Wagner, really not a whole lot to discuss. And, uh, you know, that's that's perfectly fine because we knew kind of going into this offseason that it wasn't going to be a very eventful offseason. Though I will admit it's probably more eventful than I anticipated it being. Uh, but yes, to uh, also respond to your Laker comment, oh my god, I, I just... It was like, end the misery. And, and luckily it it ended. But on the bright side, the Dodgers are kicking ass right now.
2: Hey, there you go. My uh, My Mets are the best team in April every year on track to do it again, so um you know go baseball um yeah and hey the usfl kicked off i did not watch it but a lot of a lot of fun names going around there luis perez through the inaugural Yo. touchdown pass jeff fisher was out there rocking uh rocking a great outfit snapback backwards um so football's back if you want to go watch
1: that Oh, I, I actually watched it, man. It was it was very enjoyable. I, I love the USFL. Um I don't know how long it's gonna last because oh boy man, it, it wasn't uh there wasn't too many fans in the stands there, but you know what? I'm I'm hoping it lasts. It it was it's pretty aggressive, a lot more than uh the NFL. Plus there's some pretty cool rules there that I feel like the NFL could benefit from it. So, uh, and plus nice seeing Luis Perez out there. I, I, I was hoping he would find, you know, success elsewhere. And, um, he had a kind of a up and down game, but you know, at least he could say he threw the first touchdown pass in the USFL. Nobody could take that away from him.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would be, I, I, unless the XFL next year is a complete train wreck, this league's not making it to 2024 because it seems like the NFL is backing the XFL to an extent and just trying to work with it to really be the minor league for the league. Doesn't seem like they're doing that with the USFL, and it kind of feels like they just, like, jumped in uh, and cut, tried to cut the line, really. Um, but, hey, Kev's joining, so I'm going to let him in. <laughs> We're here with, with Kev Masaregin of Roto Baller, and the operating room podcast. Kev, how you doing, man? It's uh it's been a while since you've joined the pod. A lot has happened for the Rams since your
3: last appearance. Um well, yes, we are Super Bowl champions. So that is refreshing. Um thank you to you guys for having me on. Uh hey Rams Nation that's listening to the podcast right now. It's uh, I'm glad to be back. Um I'm feeling good. Feeling great actually. I, I love where the team's at. I love where like the the process that's they've gone through the offseason with, they didn't really, you know, force any issues. They brought in some good guys, and you know the payroll. Like I love how they're spending money; they're doing it the right way.
2: Yeah, as always, with less need, or at least in recent years, spending his money on good players, which you know is a, a crazy recipe for success, but it's worked for him. You know, just signing good players and trading for good players.
3: Yeah, uh, ballsy, some might say, (laughs) but uh, I I say savvy.
2: (laughs) Kev, I I was actually thinking about this today, so a lot of, like, Johnny and I, and when we had Sosa on the podcast, we talked about this a little bit, too, like, all of us that follow the team through the St. Louis years, like, we are way more pessimistic as Rams fans, I think, than the people that joined when we moved to LA in 2016, but... You know, you joined in 2016, right? And correct. You're just as pessimistic as we are. Uh, I was just thinking about that. I thought that was funny.
3: I mean, I've been a football fan. Uh, I, I mean, I've had. I've been a USC football fan for the last two decades. Um, that has. I mean, what we've had. Oh, we had the good years. We have had the bad years. And you you go through the motions. I'm a fan of the Dodgers. I'm a fan of the Lakers. You know, like obviously these teams. You know, they. Have, I mean, Lakers this year at least that was an ideal, but. You know i know what being a fan is i know how to you know stay level-headed and understand when it's okay to criticize your team yeah and
2: there is a weird like subset of ram's twitter that refuses to criticize the team and i i don't get it, it, <laughs> it it's 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 really weird like people were like when after the 2-2 well pick people were like what could you run the team better than less need like No, I couldn't fucking run the team better than Les Snead. That doesn't mean I can't criticize him for making mistakes. You know, every great athlete, every great general manager, every great coach has fucked up at some point. Uh, So it's okay to criticize the team. But, you know, it was great to finally see the team be rewarded. I mean, I say finally. We went to the Super Bowl three years ago. But, like they did it it's oh, fucking come great. on
3: we scored three points we scored three <laughs> points that's not a reward that was pain <laughs> like any time any playoff loss feel like no matter how good you are you were to get there a playoff loss is hell especially in football because it's like one game single game elimination so i mean you say rewarded for getting to the super bowl i say that's like that, that like you know they're tangled they're keeping you around even longer just to cause more pain yeah, but at the I, same
1: time, when was the last time the Rams had been to the Super Bowl?
3: But eh, yeah, so. that's but I wasn't a fan, I wasn't a fan back then, so I, I mean. Yeah, there you, you have it.
2: You didn't watch the late 2000s Rams, man. I mean, they were no. a fucking joke. <laughs> uh, it was it was a re- You thought 2016 was bad? Uh, you should have watched
1: them win one game in 2009 because it was even worse. <laughs> man, For and years. then talking about the NFL draft in that time period that that was enough for you to drink, bro. Like, th- there's just absolutely no no way you could sit there and look at the that the draft in that era and just not just shake your head a little bit.
3: I'm sorry to you guys. Uh, I I actually I think I was a Saints fan at the time just because of Reggie Bush. So. You know, I had an NFL team, but I wasn't, like, you know, diehard. I just really liked Reggie Bush because, again, the USC connection. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember some of those drafts. I remember, uh, you know, James Laurinaitis for you guys and um, One of the obviously positive. Bradford and Chris Long and some of the other guys. But uh, I wasn't very much so in uh, in the know with what was going on. So, like, I mean, not to go down memory lane, but was it that bad? Was it, like, I mean, I know you guys were bottom of the barrel a couple seasons. Kev, I
2: I want you um after this podcast or whenever you get a chance to look at the 2006 and 2007 drafts for the Rams and see if you recognize a single name on the list.
3: I'll do my best because <laughs> they straight you up didn't Alex draft. A pro-
2: yeah, Alex Bear and Ty Hill. They straight up didn't draft a productive player for like two years. Like not one. Wait, wait. The best the best player I think they drafted was Adam Carricker, and he was bad on the Rams. And then, like, oh OK God. for
3: two years in Washington. And, like, that was it. Even 2008, oh my, like, Donnie Avery was a fringe first-round pick. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and, like, Chris Long, that was, like, he was good. Chris Long was great. But at the same time, that's, like, a second overall pick. The, oh, man, it, this is bad. The way you scoffed at Donnie
2: Avery, too, undoubtedly the second-best player drafted in those three years. Like, by a oh, yeah, landslide. Absolutely
3: he had a career total of 2800 yards so good for him but um yeah i didn't realize how bad it was i just i remember um obviously steven jackson and stuff but i think it was just yeah it's like that you guys were living off the old glory at that point huh pretty yeah. much
2: yeah it was uh, outside of the outside of sam bradford's rookie year it was like 5 years of just a fucking disaster and then like people shit on the fisher years from the outside those were a godsend. We were so much more fun to watch than the previous regime and like that's saying a lot.
1: <laughs> Steve Spagnolo era. Yeah, that was rough. Uh
2: well, Kev, we brought you on to talk some NFL draft. Obviously, a very weird year to talk about the draft for us. We don't pick till one oh four. But, you know, if you watch the team this year, there were a lot of contributors down the stretch in the playoffs that were drafted. At 104 or later, I would say a notable pick is, I think, Ernest Jones was 103 last year. Guy's a starter, hopefully going to be a starter for a long time. So, I mean, I don't know how deep you've gotten into this draft, but, like, I I know you're a big draft guy. I know Johnny's a big draft guy. I am not for all our listeners, so I'm about to get educated by these two on the pod. Does it feel like a deep draft this year in terms of, you know, like, are there going to be guys in the third, fourth, fifth round? um that could contribute and you know if you're drafting guy in the third round you're not you're not expecting them you're not expecting cooper cup in the third round every year Uh, you just want a guy who can start and contribute and play throughout his rookie contract obviously there's some guys every year but i want to just get your thoughts like overall on like this draft beyond the obvious top couple of
3: picks um this is a bad draft for like day three but it's a really good draft in terms of like depth for um, building your foundation. So it's a really good O-line, a D-line. Um, what's it called? Wide receivers are solid. There's some depth there, but when it, like hard quarterback's awful, we're not worried about quarterback, which is great, which I'm ecstatic about. But um, yeah, day one, day two is very strong in terms of depth. Like uh, w- what's the saying, not saying, but uh, it's like the first 20 picks in the first round, it's like you could go one to 20. You're going to get it, not an equivalent talent, but you know uh, one to 20 it's kind of a toss-up like you know uh, maybe like 55 45 in terms of contribution throughout their career so um there's a lot of good players this is not a top heavy i mean it's top heavy in terms of the days but um you're not like oh it's like if you don't get these players it's you're busted Uh, i'm very optimistic the rams can hit on their day late day two picks but um you're not going to see the Ernest jones the um Not to say, uh, I guess Robert Rochelle, Bobby Brown kind of played a little bit, but uh, even that, that this draft last year wasn't ideal, but they had like what all their picks were after pick 100. So, how many picks do we have in the top 100? Like two this year, we have zero. No, zero. Oh, wow, it's 104. (laughs) Yeah, wow, 104, 142. So, look, I'd say since there's so many compensatory picks, and most of these are like sixth and seventh rounders, it's Keep your expectations low i i mean i guess hope for depth like depth o line depth d line depth cornerback because cornerback is i think the only position that goes into day three that I'd be confident in I'm just looking right now, maybe wide receiver too, but that's that's pushing it already do we do we really need a wide receiver though <laughs> yes, we need speed uh, i don't know oh, man no speed. <laughs> No, I mean, look, losing Odell, like Odell's are saving grace at the end of the season. And, you know, like I said a couple times, it's like if we had Odell throughout the Super Bowl, like that's like a 40 point blowout. No, we were we were embarrassing them. And then Odell went out. The offense just kind of went to shit. And then, you know, Cup and Stafford forced the issue and it worked because, like, you can't do what they did for two drives towards the end of the game, the entire game, because that'll kill him. Cup, especially.
2: Yeah, I know. It's just yeah. I, there's so many like needs um, that they haven't addressed yet. I, I don't know what I just said. Addressed yet Draft. in the off season it, with like with you know cornerback with Darius Williams departing, edge rusher with Von Miller departing, and even or offensive line with Corbett departing. There's areas I would like them to target with
3: receiver. You know, hopefully they can bring Odell back, but. He's not going to play this year. I promise you, he's not going to play this year. And if he does, it's the playoffs. And that's he—he'd be he'd have to ramp up.
2: Yeah, but you—you've got you sign Allen Robinson, obviously. So you've got you know a a at worst a top five receiver. You could argue top one in Cooper Cup. You've got uh, Allen Robinson, who I think last year was an outlier. I think is really good. Um, If if Van Jefferson remembers how to play football. Like he did in the first half of the season. That's a solid trio to me. And maybe there's something there with two, two 2-2 Atwell. Probably not. But like if we want to dream, you know, that's the speed. It, it kind of sucks that, you know, you mentioned we have no top 100 picks this year. We had 57 last year and we took this guy and he might not even like he'll probably be on the team this year. But it's not out of the question that he gets cut. So I I don't. You know, I wouldn't hate a receiver in like the fifth or sixth, I guess, but I'd rather them just throw darts at cornerback and interior offensive line and an edge rusher than yeah. take a chance on another receiver, in my opinion.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. Um, just i i mean i don't know how much you've looked into this it's just weird edge gets really thin after like the sec the third round second round even it's um, non-existent <laughs> it's yeah but like it's really good for the top of the draft it's like you're getting a bunch of there's so many good edge rushers towards the top of the draft but we don't have picks there and we're not going to trade up uh you mentioned Allen robinson yeah total outlier last season. i expect a full-on bounce back to well not quite you know um jaguars 1500 yard receiver Allen robinson but if we get like 1100 yards like he's done at least like 30 of the last four years i think that's very much in range um I, tutu atwell you you mentioned it i think he could be our speed guy if we're just having him run wind sprints out there just like clear out the safety <laughs> get him to draw that attention i mean that's literally all you can ask and if he does that i'm not gonna say it's a good second round pick but it is it the worst if you could get that deep speed from a guy, I mean, he's like what 5'7", 157, So we'll see how long that lasts. Um, I think we are in a weird situation where we can't be playing Cup Robinson and Van Jefferson at the same time over and over again. They'd have to like rotate out with each other because that's like three guys who run like four five four six. That's not gonna cut it. Our tight end, I mean, Jacob Harris could have been our speed guy, but he's coming off an ACL. Um, Higby slow, not slow, but like he's fast for a tight end it's just not it acres i mean he's probably the fastest guy on offense of the starting core
1: yeah no doubt
0: yeah
3: yeah and like you're not going to line him up out wide every play because he's a running back they're not going to respect him like a wide receiver so you need something it as like a insurance policy to um to two uh, two Atwell, which you're probably going to need a good one like Velas Jones. That's a guy who pops up former USC guy. He's like 24. But he runs like a four three. So if he can, uh, if he could be the guy running wind spreads, that'd be great. Um, that's the only reason I bring up wide receiver because this core, as it stands, uh, at least for the starting lineup sake, is not going to cut it for a full season. It's just too slow.
0: Yeah, and we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring
2: Well, I, I mean, Vin, Van was a deep threat early in the season last year, you know, when when Woods was out there. So so we'll see. You know, I, I, I hopefully, like, the dream is you could get something out of 2-2. Even if it's just being a deep threat decoy, like, if he's doing what Deshaun Jackson did when they played him, um, like, that's fine. I mean, it's not, yeah. is it worth the 57th pick? Fuck no. But, like, we'll take it. Uh, it's a sunk cost at this point. Yeah. Take what you can get
3: yeah I mean, you mentioned DJx that was huge for the first part of the season, even though he didn't do much. It's just having that guy out there who, you know, for forty percent of the snaps can just run just go straight and he didn't he didn't really put up many stats, but you know, when it comes down to it, he played like what twenty to thirty percent of the snaps I'm looking at right now, and that's fine. That's all we needed to get Cooper Cup and Robert Woods open, and it worked. and then we got Odell, obviously, in that weird middle period, everything went to crap. you guys remember. Those that three-game losing streak to like Tennessee, uh, the Packers, and I forgot who else, but there's a reason our offense looked so bad. It's because we had no speed on the field. Like we lost Woods, um, we had D-Jacks left, and then it's just like it was Cup and Stafford, and our terrible running attack. So that's the only reason I bring it up because losing Andrew Whitworth is obviously huge because Stafford's not gonna have as much time back there to throw.
2: Yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll see with Noteboom. You know, he looked good. He's not Whitworth, but you can't expect him to be Whitworth. Um, I mean, what like what's what's your gauge on or either of you guys do like what's your gauge on offensive line in the trap? Because I think it, we th- they're currently slating Coleman Shelton to be the starter at guard, and like maybe he's the answer, but we have no evidence that he would be the answer. Like, I think if like. Ultimately, at 104, they should be going best player available no matter what, even if it is, uh, I mean, unless it's like a fucking running back or quarterback, like any other position, you should be going best player available. But I, I, ideally, you walk out of this draft taking a shot at a cornerback and an offensive lineman at least just to throw another player into the rotation and see what happens. We've drafted starters at both positions late in the draft. You know, David Edwards comes to mind in the fifth round, but... I'd love to get a sense of like how you feel about the position uh, early on or like early on in your scouting.
1: Uh, Well, for me personally, I, I think that the Rams best opportunity to draft somebody that could potentially contribute down the road would be an offensive lineman. I think cornerback, you're basically gonna hope and shoot for the moon for a Robert Rochelle type. But, yeah, offensive line is probably going to be the Rams' best bet, especially since Sean McVay likes the idea of, um, you know, finding that versatile offensive lineman. And I feel like that's kind of what in the, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth round, that's where a lot of these guys are. So it, it's, it's a matter of finding that perfect guy to groom. And um, basically, if you're hoping for a starter – I think you're going to be severely disappointed.
3: Yeah, I I completely agree. Uh, I I mean, you you guys mentioned Steve, uh, best player available. That's probably the only way to go in this draft, aside from like quarterback and probably tight end because we don't need more tight ends. But uh, yeah, we just need depth. We need good players, and you know, anyone. I, I feel like we we are at a Advantage with other teams because we can take those like redshirt seniors, seniors or whatever guys who can who low upside who can contribute now. That's probably like those guys who fall because it's like oh we can't see them turning into great players or stars or whatever. We can take those guys and just plug and play.
2: Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a dream with this pick or with these picks. You just want to like because we need depth and we need guys that can contribute. And yeah, like those high-floor, low-ceiling guys. I mean, yeah, those would be money. It'd be great if we could draft another Jordan Fuller, but, like, we don't need to. Um, We really, like, our starters are basically set, and you you have question marks at cornerback and offensive line, but you shouldn't expect to find the starters there. And ultimately, they could add another defensive back after the draft when it won't affect the compensatory formula, you know, like – it's possible that they're just waiting to sign somebody like Tyron Matthew without that to happen. I don't think that's going to happen, but, like, there are definitely – and Johnny and I have talked about this on past podcasts – there are definitely names still out there at both edge rusher and defensive back, and it wouldn't shock me if they uh, waited to sign one of those guys, but we, we still – hopefully you still address some of those needs in the draft. Um, for either of you guys is Kevin, I know you mentioned a couple of receivers, um, but is there any other players that like grade out right now to be fourth round type players that you think could potentially contribute, um, to the Rams or really like anyone, like are there guys you see being graded out at fourth round that you look like to your eye look like they could be, you know, starters, not like stars, but starters,
1: <laughs> Well, I have a dream pick, and I actually wanted to get Kev's opinion on this to see if he would actually drop down to the Rams, because considering the way the draft is, I highly doubt he does. But kind of the guy that's been uh, climbing up draft boards recently is uh, Chattanooga's Cole uh, Cole Strange. What, what do you think, Kev? Is that a possibility, or am I just uh, you know drinking too much tequila and just you know <laughs> not not uh, at all realistic?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I really like Cole Strange. He's played a lot of positions. He's played left guard, left tackle, center. Like, um, he, he can move around. I like guys like that. Uh, Elton Jenkins comes to mind. Obviously, they're not of the same pedigree whatsoever. But um, when you could get a guy who's played different positions and played him at a high level, even regardless of the college. You know, offensive linemen are weird. You can get guys to went to these small schools that just pop. And um, you know, even without the name value of like an LSU or an Ohio State, they can play really well. Um, yeah, I like Cole Strange. Uh, I think Luke Godkey is like another guy I've been looking at. Uh, I'm not very adept to offensive line um play. Luke Godke went to Central Michigan. That's an offensive tackle who could help. Um, there's a red shirt senior, Abraham Lucas, over at Washington State, uh, 6'7, 324. He can be a guy like you know, he's projected like the back end of the, the top 100, which, you know, you could slide to 103 or something. I just think offensive line, crucial, protect Matt Stafford, give our offense time to operate. Um, if I had to prioritize any position, it would be, I mean, not position, but grouping, it would be that. But uh, again, if that's, if best player available is at a different position, that's totally fine. If it's a wide receiver, like I said, if it's cornerback, um, I feel like linebacker uh, with Bobby Wagner, it's huge. Obviously, getting Bobby Wagner, but him and Ernest Jones, I probably would pass on linebacker if anything, unless like a Channing Tyndall, I know I'm just naming names here, but Georgia linebacker, fast as hell, uh, would be great. Uh, could a potential starter, but I mean, have you heard, have you looked at Channing Tyndall whatsoever?
1: Yeah, I have, and and it's kind of like one of those one of those things as well, like. I don't know if he would add much to the Rams depth, you know, considering what the Rams have. I know that the Rams lost a few players, but it, it just, it's one of those things where it, I, I highly doubt that he would contribute much of anything. And basically it would be a red shirt year, um, which is fine. But I think um, at that point it, it would be, you know some um i think there's better positions that that the rams could fill um and, and definitely be better players available I, I mean there are other guys that i you could kind of take a look at you know maybe later down the line you know maybe guys like um uh, have no idea if i'm pronouncing his name right but majai sanders uh edge from Cincy. <laughs> um he he's one that that caught my eye but you know, someone that would absolutely need to take a redshirt year, very, very skinny. Um, I he, he would absolutely get clobbered uh, on the NFL level because of how, you know, small he – well, how thin he is. Um, so I, I don't know – I don't know exactly if Sanders would be someone you'd want to target just because of that. But that's why Edge, I think, if you if you draft Edge at all – it'll probably be extremely late and basically like a Chris Garrett type of situation. <laughs> and I, at that point, I don't know how helpful that would be.
3: Yeah, look, I'm I'm looking at Edge. There's still some available on the market. Um, I mean, you never know. Maybe they're chasing rings like, you know, uh, what's it called? Jason Pierce, Paul's still available. Uh, I don't know how much he's going to cost. 33 years old, maybe he's trying to get another one, uh, obviously. Uh, Mario Addison, I don't know if he's still playing. I think he could be like a depth contributor. Um, I mean, there's just some guys, Anthony Barr, but I don't know how much he's going to go for all these guys. We're kind of still in a weird spot with, um, free agents, Carlos Dunlap 33, but he's been playing well. Yeah, Melvin Ingram. we Melvin Ingram. I think he's going to sign for big money or big ish money. He played really well down the stretch so that we get him. But like wh- those older, older guys who are ring chasing, basically that, you know, can give us a year or two. I'd be very happy with honestly because it's very hard. Like I said, to find edge rusher in day three. You, you mentioned my Jace, and we can't afford to take guys that are redshirting. That's just my belief.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you there because it's it's really uh, very slim pickings at at, at that position. And um, as as far as linebackers concerned, like if you talk like inside linebacker. I suppose it wouldn't be the end of the world if the Rams tried to address the position also, but is it a hundred percent necessary? Uh, especially after, you know, bringing in Bobby Wagner, it's not as necessary, I would say, but still it, it couldn't hurt to, you know, bring in some competition for, you know, guys like Traven Howard.
3: Yeah. Wow, yeah. I hate that. I mean, it,
2: it would be tough. And this is coming from me who has been, I feel like the last three years when we've had people on a talk draft, I've just asked ninety questions about inside linebackers. You if you take a inside linebacker before the fifth round, that's a waste of a pick, in my opinion. Yeah. Unless like it's a can't not not necessarily can't miss, but like a guy who they had graded as like an early second round pick who falls to you. Um yeah. because Ernest Jones played great and then you add one of the best inside linebackers of the last twenty years it would just seem like a wild pick when you, you have so many other positions you'd be better off
3: throwing some darts at. No, a hundred percent agree.
1: So, uh. so Kev, one thing I wanted to ask also is there's always going to be that bizarre pick that, that less need does. It, it's just like a given at this point. It, um, it, thankfully it's not as bizarre as like, say, you know, a Raiders draft, but, um, uh, you know, <laughs> Do you see like a position, like an off the wall position that the Rams could target? Um, Not maybe necessarily with the uh, first pick that they have, but maybe somewhere down the line. It's just like this came out of nowhere. Is there a position like that you see the Rams doing? Of course. Running back. Oh, geez. (laughs) Yeah, the Rams are
3: 100%. We're 100% taking like, um, I think we're going to take a complimentary back to Cam Akers because I think they're going to go into the season with Cam Akers as the guy because obviously, you know, he showed up after the Achilles. I still don't know what to expect from him, but we're going to take a a third down back. I think that is the um, the priority, like a third down, get uh, Akers off the field, keep his legs fresh, don't let him block. Um, like a Tyler Beatty, uh, Damian Pierce could do that, Rashad White. All of these guys are guys who can play the, the three down-ish role. Um, I think that is go- Keontae Ingram. Maybe on day three, I'd like him a lot. Running back is one of the positions with a lot of depth this year. The top is ugly. The middle, is, the middle is whatever, but the bottom, it's like a good. There's a good floor of running backs in this draft. Um, you could get a lot of guys, a lot of contributors, specifically that third down back slot. And I think the Rams are are going to be in the market for that to kind of complement Acres. I don't know what's going to happen with Henderson. There's obviously Funk, but I don't know what to make of Funk. He's just there and always hurt. You um, don't have to make
2: anything
1: of Funk.
3: Yeah. I think Henderson's like a cut candidate sooner or later. No. Cause I, I just don't no. know. No? Henderson? <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe like a seventh round, but someone trades like a compensatory seventh round pick for him. But like, I don't know what you're get <laughs> for Daryl Henderson. I,
2: I don't know, what, man. He, I, what I, is Daryl
3: Henderson going to fetch? Like a swap of sixth or a, a seventh? Like, I he's a fine backup running back. Nobody's paying for backup running backs.
2: No, but no, I, no. he he's a guy who I think plays out his rookie contract as a rotational player, probably acres primary backup i could see them adding in the later rounds of the draft a a, a pass catching back like you said because neither of them really fully takes on that role but i, I think he's pretty clearly going to be the the backup and i think they're fine with it you know he's he's fine um acres i'll, I'll is give way you a better. hot
3: take i'll give you a hot take jake funk beats out daryl henderson by the end of spring uh, by the end of um preseason that's a scorcher do
2: i have any fun oh, okay. i'm playing a. Uh, lightning Play strike that. sound effect here that none of you yeah, guys you know, jake hear.
3: funk will beat out daryl henderson jake funk's better
2: honestly
1: <laughs> that's a real funky take man
3: <laughs> they're gonna like jake funk more on like special teams and they're gonna be like well he produced similarly and then they're gonna cut our trade or something daryl henderson okay i don't see it happening soon i'm not saying it's gonna happen today tomorrow draft day but yeah, I think he will outplay play him. And again, Henderson can't stay on the field either. And I know Funk hasn't historically, but you know, one to one. I I mean, I'm taking Funk here. Is this um
2: is this Henderson's fourth year? Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So he's he's gone after this year. Um Exactly. He'll be the back. He was though. horrible. He was horrible last year. He had his moments. Horrible? <laughs> He had like 4.4 4 yards per target. He uh, he couldn't block again. He just couldn't stay on the field. I mean, they brought him back for the Super Bowl, I think, to play like four yards and four rushes for seven yards. And he's just so unreliable. I, I think with, with
1: Henderson, kind of, uh, you know, Cam Akers going out initially is what really hurt everything in terms of the ground game. So um, I, I do think that they had a plan for Henderson. It's just – after Cam Akers went down, it just, you know, everything went to hell. Um, so I do think there is a role for him. It's just a matter of, you know, keeping everybody healthy, not just him. It, you know, keeping Cam Akers healthy, who hasn't really had a, a healthy season. Uh, yeah, so it, actually now more and more we're discussing this. Uh, maybe it does make sense to draft a running back.
3: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. They're going to draft that third down back, I think, day three. Uh, I I don't think they're going to reach for it unless they're enamored, which, you know, it's happened. They've traded up for bad running backs, Daryl Henderson. But um, yeah, it happens. What are you going to (laughs) do? That's fair. I'll give you that. But uh, he's better than Jake Funk. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's not about being better. It's about, like, he, Jake Funk's cheaper. Uh, Jake Funk's. A better on special teams, and I think he's a better receiver. So I think they're going to value those qualities more. As a rusher, like Daryl Henderson's faster, and Daryl Henderson, like you know, he's a better runner. But that's you can that can only take you so far. There's other aspects of the field that you know need you know tending to. Yeah, well, Jake Funk
2: is not going to tend but I I I see your point.
3: (laughs) I see your point. I'll take I'll take
2: it. (laughs) And I mean, the the running back market is kind of crazy. Like you know, there are like good players still available um or at least playable players and there are definitely daryl henderson level players available as free agents uh so i wonder like how other teams are gonna attack into the draft like as somebody who is picking 101 in my dynasty league i've seen no mocks where running backs are gonna go in the first round um you know even like like how high is Brees hall projecting to go like i feel like he's still like mid to late late second right
3: early second late first early second kind of I've seen some mocks like I think uh Jeremiah and Brugler I want to say Dane Blue Dave or Dane Brugler they both had Brees Hall I think in the first round or relatively high so him Spiller's getting some late traction and I like Spiller a lot but obviously not for us because he's not going to be there and I wouldn't want to take a running back third round but um you know i'm not worried about the top of the draft at least that's not our mo here i don't think they're gonna waste the pick because cam Akers, they're gonna go into the season with him as the lead back after what we've seen i I, i'm skeptical of how long he can last i'm skeptical of how much he can you know how much he could touch the ball per game but at the same time i mean they, they i think they're gonna value him coming back in season and be like we're gonna stick with you no matter how bad it gets
2: yeah, and I'm optimistic because, you know, the the worry about coming back from an Achilles injury is, can you come back from an Achilles injury? And we've already gotten the answer to that, which is great. Uh, you know, the hardest part of the question has been answered. He's obviously had a little bit of injury history previous to that. So, like, you would like a reliable running back behind him. Um, you know, it'd be ideal if Sonny Michel was the guy under contract instead of Daryl Henderson. But... Uh, yeah, I think they're going to ride acres. I think he's going to play probably 70% of the snaps at running back this year, If he, assuming he stays healthy. In games that he's active, would be shocked if he plays less than 70.
3: Yeah, I mean, considering how much they played him after coming back from the right, agility, yeah. I was like, well, looks like it. I mean, but there's also like, you know, Devontae Booker's, Jalen Rashard's, those kinds of guys, Daryl Williams, those are still available. So maybe we sign a running back for really cheap instead of drafting one, but it's just all about how the money works for the team. That's kind of what they're going to value at the end of the day, where they want to allocate the money uh, draft wise or, you know, cap wise. So I only say draft because I think they hold off on it, affecting the cap in a certain, I have no idea how it exactly works, but um, that's the only reason I'm saying it like that.
2: It, um after the draft, it, it there is some like weird cat mamo jumbo, I think too. And uh it doesn't affect compensatory after the draft and the Rams, that's basically all our draft picks. So yeah, they probably are being conscious. Of- yeah, I'd love Daryl Williams for free, man. I mean, that'd be great. <laughs>
3: there's yeah? there's
1: uh, Melvin Gordon still out there. Yeah, he's too
2: good.
3: He's gonna, he's gonna get money. <laughs> he's not gonna get paid, paid, but he's gonna get like five million a year or something. Yeah, I and mean, how cool would that be? I I wouldn't want to pay Melvin Gordon five million. I like Melvin Gordon. I just wouldn't want to pay him because again, that's a guy we can't play on third down. No. Um. Okay. Yeah. Ke- Kev, okay, I know you got to hop before you go. That's the
2: last question, uh, unless Johnny had anything else. Is there a guy that you've been looking at? Uh, you know, whether it was watching him play in college last year, that nobody likes that is being projected like late day three to undrafted. That you believe in, like a guy who like oh, okay,
3: <laughs> yes, but okay, keep going. Sorry, that that's basically the whole question. Okay, this is awful, but like uh Adam Anderson, UGA edge rusher, he has, you know, allegations out there and he's very much going to likely going to fall out of the draft, but he was a projected like late first round pick. And you know, if, you know, he's, you know, uh, admonished or if he's uh, like allowed to sign with a team after I think, I mean, talent-wise, it's awful because he has like some serious allegations against him. But they if they come out to be untrue, uh, that's the one guy I would look to target if you want like a football player. I'm not speaking to him as a person. I'm not speaking to what he did. But uh, UGA, edge rusher, Adam Anderson, extremely productive, extremely good. I mean, actually, he's not extremely productive. The stats don't show it. But like the way he moves off the edge, he's just so bendy. Um, he, I mean, again, we'd be talking about him way more if he didn't have these allegations against him, but, um, it's kind of like, who was it? Lyle Collins and a couple other guys in the past who've fallen. Lyle Collins comes to mind, right? As the guy who fell out. I mean, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill was still drafted. I don't think Anderson's gonna get drafted.
2: Oh yeah. Well, fifth round though. I mean,
3: yeah. So like, okay. If you want like this year's Tyreek Hill of sorts, if they're like, you know, not guilty, it's Adam Anderson. Go watch him if you get a chance. Not Again, the off-the-field issues, if they are true, he should be in prison. He should be, like, you know, throw away the key. If not, if he's, you know, free, I think that would be a perfect fit in the defense. And, um, yeah, I, that's the one guy. And, again, I don't like saying this, but, you know, to answer the question, it's thing.
2: Well, the thing with guys like this, um, and I'm speaking strictly from a – basis of football like there are 32 nfl gm jobs in the world and unless the nfl has indicated this guy has never is never going to play in our league somebody's going to draft him or maybe not draft him but somebody's going to sign him because there's only a few of these jobs and you sign this guy and ultimately he ends up playing uh and doesn't get suspended for a long period of time you're going to look like a, a genius you know and yeah. there's only so many of these jobs. It, it happens with all these guys. Unless the league steps in and says, this guy is not playing in our league, they're going to get signed no matter what, um, whether he's guilty or not. Because somebody yeah. else will do it if you don't do it.
3: Yeah, and I hate that reasoning, but at the yeah, same it's time, bullshit, like, it, it but, just, it's bullshit, but at the same time, it's like... If again, if he's not guilty, if this is all just like fluff or whatever, you typically isn't, but if it does turn out to be, I I think that's the guy you should look at in terms of I mean, again, I've never met him. I don't know him personally, but just from watching him play football, I'm like this guy can play and he might be free.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh we'll see what happens there. Um yeah. <laughs> rough note to end the podcast
3: on. Dar- i mean no, no. I, I mean well, that's why i'm not talking about no, i'm not going no, deeper than it, that it's, it's rough but it is like you know this year's tyreek hill we know how much of a piece of shit tyreek is because he's his actions continued beyond um his pre-draft worries. like you know joe mixon a couple other guys they had like early college um issues that you know they didn't come up again and it's you know you can kind of forgive them to a certain degree you know not completely not say what they did is okay but you're like okay well You know, whatever happened, maybe it was a one off thing and people make mistakes. You could forgive them. But um, yeah, when it comes down to like repeat offenders or, um, you know, if something this serious or in any other case would be true, that's obviously, you know, red line. You don't pass that. But right. Yeah, Yeah, it's there are these guys that fall in like every few years they happen to sometimes pop. Yeah,
2: well, I hope it's not true for the sake of hoping this event didn't happen, but if it if he exactly. gets convicted, he's never going to play in the NFL and will probably be in jail. Um, but, yeah, Johnny, did you have anyone that you liked at the tail end of the draft?
1: Ooh, there's, there's quite a few. Um, like, uh, someone that I kind of hope falls, but... Um, more than than it already proje- uh, projected, like a uh, a guy like a Marquise Hayes, which I imagine he's a, he's a guy that will probably fall to like the fourth or fifth round. Um, kind of the thing about him is he he was kind of a highly touted you know prospect going into Oklahoma and was kind of average if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. But I I think he's someone that um based on you know his size and everything could be someone to look out for you know later rounds would I want to spend like a fourth or third round pick on the guy not really but you know maybe using like a sixth round pick on the guy I'd absolutely be ecstatic about that may turn out to be you know nothing in
3: the end but hey if he
1: pans out into something
3: else why not yeah he didn't Oh, did he play one game in college, or am I looking at something wrong? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure he played more than one game. Okay, I he... yeah, I think stats. Uh, Pro Football Reference has weird, or College Football Reference has weird stats. I've never, yeah, I haven't, I haven't paid attention to Marquis Hayes, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I mean, he
1: he played a little bit. Um, uh, didn't, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he played a little less than I thought. But uh, uh I'm pretty sure he he played a, at least a few games. I know he never panned out into anything um in, in Oklahoma which is disappointing because he was I, I remember this very distinctly because I know there was a lot of college teams that wanted this dude and um really nothing happened so that's kind of why he's he's like not you know up there.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, I'll, I'll watch him now just because you mentioned him. I had no, like, honestly, I did not have my eye on him whatsoever, but, uh, you mentioned how far would he fall third or late third round or like earlier third round?
1: I, I, from what I've seen, um, basically the predictions are anywhere from like the fourth and, uh, fourth round, I would say fifth round is kind of a stretch, but, um, you know, if, if he falls down any further than that, I would be ecstatic if the Rams could land him in like the sixth round. And like I said, if he turns out, you know, to be anything, that'd be awesome. Um, but it, if he turns out to be a dud, I mean, it's a six-round pick, you know?
2: Right. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Kev, where can the people follow you?
3: What What are you putting out that they should be looking for? Uh, I'm putting out a lot of fantasy baseball content over on – wrote at rotosurgeon on twitter make sure to go follow me if you guys want to if you guys don't and you hated everything i just said that's fine i get yelled at on the regular anyway but nevertheless um my work at rotoballer and the game day is uh, you know regularly available right now again it's fantasy baseball mode um i don't think i was doing much draft work i will be doing stuff over the game day for the draft i think during the draft but there's no pre-draft stuff I'll put I put out mock drafts, but again, if you're looking for Rams mock drafts, you're not going to get any anytime soon because <laughs> our picks are so. I yeah, honestly I like you know we t- talked about some guys, but like I, those are the only ones that kind of know well enough. I can't really give you a genuine um, take on everybody, so um, yeah, I'm glad we talked about who we did because I knew most of them, so that worked out pretty well. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a weird draft, and like this year, it just for us after the Super Bowl. I I mean, the last thing I cared about last month or two was the draft. Right, man.
2: We won the fucking Super Bowl. I don't care that we have an unexciting draft this year.
3: Yeah, Yeah, no way. There There are 31
2: teams that would trade places with us. 100%. We,
3: We could have none of our picks. I don't care. We have, I mean we technically don't have any picks, but you know, you guys know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but to both of you, thank you guys again for having me on. I, I, I this is my first pod not this, obviously, because of them the operating room, which you should go check out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but you guys were the first podcast I ever joined and you know, I'm very grateful for, you know, having you guys in my little circle. We love
2: to hear it. The first yeah. member of the Butting Heads Coaching Tree.
3: There you go. <laughs> oh, I am the um the uh what is it Matt is it the Matla floor or yeah, Matt LaFleur was the first you one. You are the Matt day, LeFleur, right? yeah. That's yeah, a good one yeah. to be. i take it. I wish I had the eyebrows, but I'll take what I could get. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you guys have a great evening, and go Rams. Yeah, take it easy, Kev.
2: You as well, right. my man. And, uh, Johnny, we could just wrap up there unless you had any final thoughts.
1: Uh, just that, man, it, I, I, I have to say that this is kind of awesome because I, I remember – you know, um, uh, being in this position where you know, around this time of year, that's kind of like anxiousness uh, for the NFL draft to begin, um and basically just the NFL draft talk starts in January, but for the Rams this year, like it, it, there's absolutely zero urgency to talk about the NFL draft this year, and it's awesome <laughs> that I mean. It's hard to believe that the NFL draft is just around the corner, and it's like, damn, it feels like the Rams just won the Super Bowl.
2: It's yeah, it's great. It's um, you know, we didn't even finish our off season grades because we weren't starting them until late February. Like, <laughs> it's so nice. Uh, I do want to end with this, Johnny. Um, for all our non people who didn't follow the Rams in St. Louis. I'm going to read to you guys the players the Rams drafted from 2006 to 2008, and I want you to count on your hand the number of players you recall watching in the NFL because I guarantee you the number is three or lower, and three is optimistic. I think it's probably one. All right, you ready, Johnny? I'm
1: excited for this. I'm, I'm excited for this. Go for it.
2: Ty Hill, Joe Klopfenstein, Claude Roten, John Alston, Dominic Bird. I thought Dominic Bird was going to be good, and he was not. Uh, Victor Adeyanju, Marcus Haggins, Tim McGargle. Mark's... Oh, I don't remember him. <laughs> He's a seventh round pick. He played one year. Mark Setterstrom, Tony Palmer, Adam Carricker. Brian Leonard. Brian Leonard, not bad, but we drafted a fullback at fucking 52, and he barely played for us. He was, like, okay on the Bengals. The Leonard leap. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Like, maybe the third best player we drafted in this era. Jonathan Wade, Dustin Fry, Clifton Ryan, Ken Shackelford, Keith Jackson, Derek Stanley, no idea who any of those guys are, Chris Long, friend of the show, Donnie Avery, John Greco, Justin King, Keenan Burton, Roy Shewing, Chris Chamberlain, David Babora. Uh David Babora, Mr. Irrelevant. One yep. of the only players on this list that actually contributed to the team at all. And we drafted him at two fifty two, and he was like below average for like
0: two years. <laughs> but hey, like
1: he contributed something. He
2: started a couple games, uh, you know. At two fifty-two, he was a good pick, but you know, oh my God, what a uh, what a list! The
1: the name that sticks out to me out of all of those players, I mean, obviously, other than like the most well-known names on there, is Joe Klopfenstein, and I, I remember him very distinctly because it was my hope that we would finally find a good tight end and Klopp just was not the guy <laughs> at all.
2: And they drafted uh him and Dominic Bird in the same draft, uh, very close to each other and neither for
1: good. No. Uh, I mean, I'd even argue that, that Dominic Bird was probably the better of the two, but yeah, that's not he, saying much. He was and
2: yeah,
1: it, it didn't mean any uh
2: Nah, they they were both really bad. I, I can't in good faith say I did one of these guys is better. I, is this accurate? Did Dominic Bird only have six catches?
1: Feels like he had more than that, but it's I guess it's possible no, yeah. He had six catches in his career.
2: Well, I don't know what happened to him. Um he was out of the league for from 2008 to 2010, and then came back for two teams in 2011.
1: Wow. That's hmm. uh, that's interesting.
2: I'm going to read 2009 too, because it's also horrible. Jason Smith, James Laurinaitis, good pick. Bradley Fletcher. Bradley Fletcher had a pretty good career, but I feel like he wasn't that good for us. And one he of those guys that left that and was great. like, okay. Um, Daryl Scott, Brooks Foster, Keith Knoll and chris a uh, chris avania chris avania inexplicably
1: played 6 years in the nfl interesting <laughs> don't recall those i i don't either but uh hey your boy Noel is there yeah he, no oh man man that that those were some terrible times man yeah yeah and like uh <laughs>
2: 2010, not much better. It really, these drafts really didn't start being passable until less need popped. And, like, I think the big thing, too, and, like, you know you're not going to draft good players in day three. But I think from 2006 until 2000, like, looking at this list, 12, honestly, I don't think the Rams drafted a single productive player on day three. Like, the, your, your best guys were, like, Greg Salas, Michael Hunway-Nui. Uh Eugene Sims was good. I take that back. He was productive. Yeah, Eugene
1: it. Sims was pretty solid.
2: But, uh, I mean, that's it. I mean, I read all those other guys. None of them were good.
1: Nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eugene Sims was good. I'll put some respect on his name. All right. Uh, Thank you, Kev, again, for coming on. Be sure to follow him on Twitter, at Rojo Sur- Roto Surgeon. Uh, real entertaining follow. If you don't follow him, follow us. At Seaver Barrow, at Johnny Five Not Six, and at Talk Rams, and we will be back next week with more draft coverage. So we'll talk to you guys soon.
1: How how would you evaluate your season? Uh, I think we ain't done yet. You, you personally,
0: I think we ain't done yet.